Hi everyone and welcome into Becoming a Hospitality Leader. My name is Morgan. I'm traveling around the world to meet junior managers and CEOs working into the field of hospitality. If you're a student in hospitality or professional looking for testimonials of real leaders working in this field, this podcast is made for you. We hear about recruitment process, customer service, revenue management for professionals that have over 10 years of career, and so many stories you can find in books. Ready for the show? Hello, hello, everyone, and thank you for a new episode of Becoming Hospitality Leader. Today, I'm with uh, Enrique Mas, and uh, we're actually on the phone, so I hope everything is going to work. And um, let's start with the, the first question. So, Enrique, would you mind to introduce to our listeners your company and your position? Hi, uh, nice to meet you. Nice everybody to be here listening. My name is Enrique Mas Schmidt, and I'm the country manager for Sweetin. Sweetin is a vacation rental company. We focus on uh, giving apartments, selling apartments on short-term basis, and we are basically like a hotel, but spread around the city. Customers they can book our apartments. We have a design team. We are taking care that they are on high standards and we provide the services that the hotel would also provide in terms of customer care and all kinds of services. But the customer has the space of a big apartment and he can live in areas where you have uh, local people living. All right, so guys, I encourage you actually to check the service of Enrique. So the name of the app is Sweden. You can download it from the App Store, and it's a very nice app, and it's actually an interesting alternative from hotels or Airbnb if you want something uh, different. So would you mind to tell me a bit more about what kind of clients do you have with uh, your business? We have basically clients from all around the world. Nowadays, uh, the main customers, if you're talking about nationalities, would be within Europe, uh, Italians, British, French, English, some people from Scandinavia. Uh, we have clients from the US, South America, uh, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, India, China, Japan, Southeast Asia, some, so basically from all around the world. Okay, but are there more families or business? So we are focusing, we started uh, determining or understanding that our niche was a person between maybe 27, 28 and 45, 50. Mm-hmm. It was a parlor that is used to hotels that for some reason is a little bit tired or bored of the hotel concept. He has the financial capability to stay in hotels, but he wants to try something new. Normally they are families, they are group of friends, group of two families, or couple. In the last year, we also have seen that we have been developing, that we can develop the business traveler. The business traveler used to be very hotel focused and oriented, but this is changing a lot especially because in the apartment he has more space, he can even do meetings, he can work better. So we also have business travelers and business executives that for some reason need to stay one, two, three, four months in a city mm. to have follow a specific project. All right. So yeah, guys, um, I really encourage you to check uh, the, the app of Sweetin because those 
apartments are really amazing, <laughs> which I was curious to know who is using this flat because they're like so beautiful. And um, would you mind if I ask you which are the main assets of your company? You mean on the on the books or 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 in general? Well, our assets are. Well, as you want, of course, it depends on if you want to say like which are the main assets of the service you are you have, or what is the main asset of your company as a team because you are the country manager, so you hold the team as you want. It's an open question. I think our assets are first, as you pointed out, the the real estate, the design the apartment in itself, which we take and we redesign. Uh, most vacation companies don't do this. So we, we make a nice concept and from the experience, we know how it should look like and what people want. So they are comfortable at home. They have facilities. They, they can enjoy the apartment and they can enjoy the city. The next thing, is our operations team. We are very customer focused. As you know, in hospitality, there's always uh, complaints and problems. We try to be very resolutive uh, regarding um, all kinds of situations. We have dedicated maintenance team. We act fast. It's not so easy because at the end we are in buildings where there are other apartments, although sometimes we have the full building. So many things don't depend only on us, like in a hotel where you have full control over the water, the heating systems, and all, all these kind of things. This, this makes the operation complex, but we have learned to, to manage it good. Another asset is also the international uh, vibe that we have, as we are in 10 or 8 uh, different countries. And uh, all the vibe is very international, so this is very enriching to to work with people from all kinds of nationalities and and get feedbacks from them. We are a young, dedicated, passionate team. I would Ooh. say all throughout. That sounds great. Young, dedicated, international team. I'm jealous of it. Passionate. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, as you guys may have missed it, but Enrique is the country manager of Sweden in Spain, which means that he has to handle everything. And I guess that you might be a bit curious to know a bit more about this job position. So would you mind to tell us which are the plus and the minus of being a country manager? There is no minus. There is no minus. <laughs> I, I, I would really? describe... <laughs> Yeah, there is no minus. I mean, there is always a, a lot of tension and there is, uh, you have to uh, give, create the balance between different stakeholders and people involved that want different things at the same time. As I say, uh, we have apartments in buildings. Sometimes we have the whole building, but each apartment or building has a different owner. So if I have 100 apartments, it means that maybe I have to manage with 70 different owners. This means that imagine if you would have a hotel where every room has, is from a different owner. So you have to manage these relations. 
Then you have to manage the relations with the stairs, with the buildings. There are other neighbors living there. And our activity can sometimes create problems with them. Then you have to manage the clients' expectations, the needs, and what they want. Then you have to manage the, 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 the team or the operating team. And also very important, uh, that's a difference with us, we are not a mature company. So our stock and our pipeline is continuously growing. So we are continuously having more and more and more apartments. So you need also to manage a company that from one year to another is changing in the structure, in the size of the revenues, in the size of the EBITAs. So this is a little bit the environment. Wow. Interesting and challenging. So I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say it's a minus. I imagine, it's, yeah. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Yeah, because so if you say you have to manage the clients, you have to manage the owners, you have to manage the neighbor, and you have to manage your team and the shareholder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, yeah, that's why I told you the different, uh, different, uh, different position, different needs, and you have to be balanced in the middle of that. I would say that the word is balanced to to provide balance to all this and. Keep it growing. Wow. That would be the decision. Well, I don't know if you're Libra. <laughs> I'm what? Sorry, Libra. Yeah, Libra. You know. No, I'm actually Aquarius. I'm actually Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So let's get back to the operation side. And um, my next question is: How do you make sure that guests feel like they are at home in this apartment? Well, as I, as I commented, the first thing is the design. We take apartments. We have in-house designers. We also collaborate with some design or architecture companies, and we develop a concept. The concept is even backed up by a story. We try to not make just a design, also like a story behind what could happen in this apartment, where it is located, and try to fix it with location, size, possibilities of design. And this is already very important because uh, this is what attracts people and recognizes that they are in a suite in. There are teams of designers through all the cities and countries. They work independently, but they try to develop their own uh, signature. And so when you go to a suite in apartment in Paris or London or Barcelona or Madrid, they are different but similar. And this is also what people like. And then the next thing, as I told you, is the dedication of the operating team. I mean, we are far away. We have a lobby. Each city has a lobby where customers can come, leave their bags before they go. They can have a drink. They can stay there, check computers. They can get to know us. And we do the check-in in the apartment. So we oh. come to the apartment. We don't give the keys in the lobby and here you go. Although recently we are also developing the automated check-in. If customers want to have a fully automated check-in, they receive they can do it through the app. We have installed uh, smart locks. And they can have a fully digital experience as well. Um, convenient if they arrive at like one or two a.m. Sorry, what did you say? I mean, it's convenient to have the digital uh, checking if your customer arrive around one or two a.m. Because if you need to have one of your staff to be awake at 1 a.m. to bring them into the flat, uh, it's a bit uh, difficult 
to manage? No, but we have staff working until in the night, eh? until two or three in the night. Okay. We have also night staff. Oh, wow. Because, for example, in Barcelona, in the summer season, lots of arrivals after 11, 12, 1. Mm -hmm. There's also sometimes delays of planes. So it's very common in the summer in Spain that the planes arrive late. So we have, we thought about it and we have it planned. Oh, wow. So let's keep talking about your staff. And um, that's a question I like, and I'm sure that you guys like to hear the answer, is which are the qualities you are looking for into employees during the recruitment process? Well, if you're talking about the operational staff, which is the one that is standing in front of the, is in contact with the final customer, I'm looking for very empathic people People that come from different backgrounds, they don't necessarily need to come from hospitality. They need to be very resolutive. And we're facing every day a lot of issues. They need to be stand on their own foot. Of course, they report and ask to their superior, but they need to be able to provide answers and solutions mm -hmm. to everyday challenges. As I mentioned, they need to be very, very empathic as well. Because at the end, we are human relating to humans. And when you're on vacation, you want to feel that someone is taking care of you and someone understands the what you need. The small issues. Uh, but people want to, to treat it good. They want to feel that someone is there if they need. They don't want to be disturbed too much. And they also want to go into a conversation about topics and things of the city, if needed. All right. Um, we need people also that are capable of speaking many languages. In our staff, we have uh, people from actually all around the world, from Brazil, from Lithuania, from Philippines, from Spain, from France. So uh, there are people from many countries. And this is also important. Yeah, I guess now languages are getting more and more important, such uh, also empathy. So, okay, guys, we finished the first part of uh, the podcast. Hey, guys, thank you for carrying the listening. I don't know about you, but after a while, I started to get a bit like jealous about Enrique because his jobs looks yeah, stressful and difficult, but also super interesting and the fact that he could say that um every day is a good day made me super jealous i was like oh wow i really need to achieve the same thing so i was really grateful that i could get some insight from him so i can reach the same level and i hope that you guys too so we're gonna carry on with the topic and carry on with the party too thank you and now we're getting back to uh, the second part to remind you, we are with Enrique Mas, who's the um, country manager of uh, Sweet Inn in Spain. And we are going to talk a bit more about his career and path, so you guys can learn a bit more about it. So, Enrique, would you mind to tell me if yeah. you think that working in hospitality helps you to become a better person? <laughs> this is a, a funny question. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure. I think that working in general and being in an environment where you have challenges 
where you are in a project that is growing or a project that somehow fits to your personality and character and expectations and ambitions is what helps you become a better person. So I would not say that it's because it's hospitality or any industry. Is. I think people should focus on, on taking the best out of them. And that's what makes them become better persons. All right. So your advice to people to focus on what makes you better and develop it so you become a better person. Yes, and sometimes it's not so easy. So you might have a goal or an expectation, but maybe the market or the possibilities don't allow you to do this momentarily. Don't worry. Sometimes you have to go through steps to arrive to the final position. So be patient and, and keep on pushing. This is what will make you a better person. Because uh, it, it's about... You can be creative, you can be innovative, you can be very good in specific tasks, you can be uh, passionate about the thing, but without persistence, you will not make it. So be persistent on, on what you want to reach. It will okay. happen. That's the word of the podcast today, guys. It's be persistent. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a bit more about the past. And would you mind to share with us your the best memory of your career? Uh, yeah, this I don't know. What is the best memory of my career? <laughs> Every day is a is the best memory. Every day is a good memory. I, got I really don't have like a specific thing uh, I remember. Every day is full of things that happen. Yeah, it makes everybody wants to work with Sweden or become a country manager if you say that every day is the best memory. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> and uh, would you mind to tell us a bit more about your personal, like your leadership style? As you are the country manager and you have a lot of people actually that are under you. So yeah, tell us more about like how do you manage it? I manage it with determination and freedom. What does it mean? That I make clear the goals we all want to arrive and also the steps to get there or big steps. But I'm very focused on people taking the best out of them. So in many aspects, I live uh, questions that they make without answer and let themselves think about it and make themselves the answer and take themselves the decisions on how to act or react or, or program or develop specific uh, things or tools that need to be done. So I really focus on... on on, on having uh, people that are standing on their own feet and provide and give uh, inputs from themselves, from their knowledge, from their career, from their experience, from the country they come from, from all what they have to give. And this is what, in my opinion, enriches a team. Mm -hmm. And that's how I, I try to, to, to be a leader. Uh, and as I said in the beginning, also needs to be clear and determined and sometimes you, 
you have to pull also the rope and make clear uh, where we're going. But this is basically how I how I try to how I try now how I manage uh, the team. So you say that you try to give them um, clear orientation about where we are going, but they yeah. have freedom to find the way to get to this goal. Like, and I yes. mean, like they have to bring their own personal stories, knowledge, uh, qualities, and they are free. Like you don't tell them you're going to do this, 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 that, 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 like they're robots. You want them to, okay. To find Not at all. Exactly. It also depends on the positions we made here, a, a general description. Of course, there are different positions, different responsibilities, but everybody with him, his own responsibility. I try to manage it like this. And also people that manage other people in my team, uh, I, I try that they do it this way. Yeah, robots, uh, not at all. I mean, there already exist robots, so we don't need to behave like robots and humans. Okay, respect. And uh, this is a special question that I like, and I use it a lot in the past. And recently, I was like, hmm, maybe I can use it again because I think it's a very good, um, it's very inspiring question that you listeners can get a lot from. It's uh, which is the weakness you had to face in your career, and how did you overcome it? Like, how did you? You, you everybody got weakness. We all have to face the weakness, but we need to find a way how to overpass it and forget about the weakness. So would you mind to share with us a bit of story about it? Well, uh, weakness um, in my case, probably I associate with weakness the lack of knowledge or experience in a professional level. So. Probably I was sometimes in different situations where I still didn't have the knowledge or the experience to do to things that were expected of me. Mm -hmm. How I overcame um, trying to acquire this knowledge, I've been studying and doing a lot of small executive programs or small masters or things or with, with different kinds of universities. So I'm always uh, on the go. I'm always trying to learn new things. I'm always very curious about new tools and how the market is moving. So I would recommend people to, to overcome weaknesses with knowledge. Uh, always continue studying. Always be curious because this is what uh, will make you strong. It's true that uh, if we check your LinkedIn account, we can see that you've been through a lot of program, which really impressed me at the beginning. And uh, if you guys check the LinkedIn profile of Enrique, you might have find some ideas of program that might help you in the future. And um, what kind of advice? There's so many courses around there. I didn't have time and sometimes money to do them all, but I would like to be studying almost every month because there's so many interesting opportunities in the market nowadays. I know. And you have all that in, in different schools, but you also have these online courses. Uh, there's so much knowledge to acquire. Sometimes I would like to be like, you know, in the matrix where yeah. they learn a very <laughs> thing, but uh, it doesn't work like this. Yeah, you have also, uh, I, I used edX, which is a great uh, platform when you can find like classes from Harvard and the MIT. 
can use Pluralsight, which is um, good to learn about softwares, and Google, uh, YouTube, of course, YouTube, everything for yeah. every problem in, in life. And uh, last question. Coursera, I don't know if you know Coursera, it's quite interesting. Ah, yeah, Coursera. You have Coursera from all the top universities in the world. It's also really... Yeah, Coursera and edX are kind of like the similar, they're the, the similar kind of quality. Uh, but when you get into it, you spend your whole day <laughs> just like, oh my God, I want to learn everything. And yeah, you need to focus. You need to take one decision, make one, and then go until the end. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's like you're in the shopping and, uh, oh, what do I buy? There's so many things I want to know. I, 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 mm -hmm. I get you. So which advice would you give to someone who would like to do the same job than you? Well, work on your on your knowledges. Um, you need to you need to know a little bit of good of everything in management, which means human resources. Work on your finance knowledges. It's very important that that you manage very good all the financial aspects of the of the company. Develop your accounting knowledge. Uh, it's very important. And uh, most of all, of course, operating. You need to know your market. You need to know the industry. You need to have experience with clients. You need to be resolutive. So a management career in hospitality would be the starting point and maybe some additional uh, upgrades in finance, uh, marketing. Revenue management is very important as well. Nowadays, uh, prices are basically liquid. You are uh, in an environment where they change all the time. This way you can capture more clients. So you also need to develop knowledge in that. And after that, start to work and uh, surround yourself with the best people. Work in projects that challenge you. Don't necessarily need to be top, top, Big, big companies, or yes, depends on how you want to de develop your career. But if you're young, always try to be challenged. Don't sleep. Don't. Once you start to be comfortable, um, it's time to move or to start to seek for promotions in the same company. Okay. So, guys, keep pushing. And I actually am really interested into your idea of learning a bit more about uh, revenue management, because it's true that it's actually very important. If you don't know how to manage your revenue, then uh, your company is in a bad situation. <laughs> so no, no, no. revenue management is the the science of pricing. It's not. Ah, oh, sorry. It's, called <laughs> it's also called yield management. Basically. There are also even uh, courses for that. It's like a hidden, it's, it's a part of marketing, mm -hmm. but uh, pricing is very important in the airline and hotel industry. Yeah, so the there are different, thing. yes, basically it's how you distribute yourself and how you price yourself in all the channels you choose for distribution. All right, well, yeah, I'm even wrong on like thinking what it was. So definitely something that I need to check. And I guess that you guys also might have to learn how to check it. So thank you, Enrique, for the inspiration. And thank you for your time. Uh, we're now finished with the podcast. So thank you for listening to us. And now the season in Barcelona is over.
The next one should be Tel Aviv. So keep with us and I will see you for the next episode. Thank you, Enrique, and have a good day. Okay, thank you. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye. Want to be part of the podcast? No problem. Just send me a message on LinkedIn at Morgan Shex and I will get back to you. Thank you.